Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark with me as always. My fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. Feeling silly today. It's been a good week. It is May 15th, 1998. Yes, it is. You believe we're five or almost halfway through 1998. Isn't that insanity? It is. It's been flying by. Where does the time go, loving? <laughs> well, you know, when you're having fun. Yes, I know. The show is so fun, everybody loves it. <laughs> you are so weird. What? You don't remember Thurston Howell the Third? Love you. Gilligan's Island? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, Yay me. Where's my prize? Let me do it. How about, uh, here's my best impersonation right now, right? <clears throat> I'm Franklin Pierce, 14th President of the United States. He sounded just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're, uh, we're headed for a little spring breakdown. We're going to break down this episode, spring breakdown style breakdown. <laughs> yes, it is spring break at 90210. And they're in... Hong Kong. Well, Brandon is, and Trace here in Hong Kong. Technically uh, Chinese, not <laughs> Japanese, but, you know. What? Yeah. China is, so Hong Kong, Hong Kong, was <laughs> Stop. controlled by <clears throat> um, the fucking England, you know? Uh-huh. And then they're talking about the handover that's, that you know, happened. That's handed, handing back over to uh, Chinese rule. Okay. Because they took it for the Opium Wars. We could go into the history of it. It'd be we, so much fun for we me. could, but <laughs> I don't think it would be as much mm. fun for everybody else. Oh, you don't think it'd be as much fun as talking about this terrible fucking show that we have... <laughs> committed to? Yeah, we've <laughs> chained our, our, the, our ankles to it like a fucking... Uh, what do they call it? I, I don't know. <laughs> Not a ball and chain, but you know, it's like a, it's the, the thing that weighs you. A millstone. Oh, okay. It's chained to our ankle like a millstone, this fucking show. <laughs> but I still enjoy talking about it. It's fun. Oh, so Brandon took Tracy, and we actually get to see Jim Walsh again. But only Jim. Yeah, apparently Cindy... They don't even explain it well. Nope. They, they don't explain it well at all. They just make a passing comment... That there's that he's sorry about Cindy. Sorry that Tracy says sorry that we missed Cindy, and Jim says Jim looks right at the camera and says, "I know." Brandon, Brandon. Brandon says, "Well, if Brenda really does have mono, then it's a, a good idea or whatever." And that's all they say about it. So she could be on another continent taking care of Brenda. She could be isolating because she's recently seen Brenda. Yeah. We have no idea. Nope. We just know she's not there, and somehow that's because Brenda has mono. And uh, what's his name? Eckhouse, the guy that plays Jim, mm-hmm. uh, holds up a sign that says, Brenda is never going to be back on the show again, and I guess Carol Potter didn't want to be in this episode. Right. So, yeah. Because so that's the real explanation. Yeah. 
So it's just Brandon, Jim, and Tracy, which is kind of weird and awkward. You know, three yeah. is not a stable group. No. Especially for those two guys. Drinking <laughs> or, beer and... And what? No, go ahead. They're drinking beer and what? I was going to make a, uh, a lewd sexual comment. Oh, jeez. I can see that your face is not ready for it, so... <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, Jim can tell right away that... L- that Brandon uh, doesn't... Now uh, you're in the microphone. That Brandon doesn't like Tracy as much as she likes him. Well, yeah, we all could tell. I mean, you know, he read the script, but... It is obvious, though. I mean, like, I don't know why Tracy doesn't see it. Well, don't, haven't you ever been in a situation where you've been in love with somebody or whatever, and you would be blinded to how they might have felt about you? I don't know. I don't think so, but I guess it's possible. I'm sure I've probably been in a situation where I I liked somebody a lot or whatever, and when I when I was younger, um, or a different age, and um, older. Well, no, that's I, not I really just, possible. I just mean, yeah, older than I am right now. Um, but like, where I wouldn't necessarily be able to tell if they weren't super into me, maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty good at reading people, though, too, so it's it's hard. Although, no, you know what? No, I, I forgot. There was a time that I dated the guy that was only dating me because he liked my friend, so that happened. That I don't need that. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a lie to me. Uh. That sounds like something he came up with to, like, save face or something. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like you just say that because you can't comprehend that anybody would not like me, but I happened. can't comprehend that anyone would, uh, uh, like, want... A, another person other than you physically. You're so sweet and funny. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they go out sightseeing. They do. And they're in like the marketplace. Yes. The and marketplace of ideas. They're debating. They're debating, uh, you know, political philosophies and stuff. Sure. And the marketplace of ideas. They're shopping in the marketplace. Of ideas. For books. And there's a book that's a story about a prince in love with two different princesses. (laughs) And Tracy just hones it on that one. Like, I don't understand what she was... While she's looking at the book, they they played the spin doctors. If princess, princess who adore you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, she just, she makes it awkward. She really does. And then... Am I am I just a placeholder until someone else is ready for you, your cock or whatever she says? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Tracy right there. Yeah. Until so somebody else is ready for your cock. Yeah. She says something like that. Something not remotely like that, yeah. And penis, she might say penis, I don't know. Rod? What did she say? Stop it. Meat. But he's just lying to her all the time. He is. And it's he's awful. like, no, no, I love you or whatever. I I love you, love you. Um, he so like I said when we were watching the episode, Jim and him start drinking, mm-hmm. and they're like, let's talk as friends or whatever for whatever reason. I don't know. It's weird. Um, and they're like Tracy, and he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't like her as much as she likes me. And Jim's like, you should tell her that. He's like, I don't know. And I didn't anticipate that he was going to 
go right into the market and be like, hey, so uh, we should probably break up before they go on a, uh, you know, 20-hour flight back home. Right, yeah, that would be a bad idea. But I feel like maybe in the next episode he's going to finally break up with her. He needs to because he's not being fair. Like, it's obvious that she kind of knows. Like, she's in denial, but she knows. Yeah. And it's hurting her. Yeah. And it's not it's not fair to her. And it's really not fair to him either because he's not happy. Like, he should be, even if it's not Kelly, he should be trying to find somebody he's happier with. Right. You know what's going to end up happening? What the fuck? I'm sorry. There's something in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's called oxygen. <laughs> I know you're allergic to it or whatever, but... um. <laughs> fuck, I don't remember what I was going to say now. I'm sorry. Um, something about uh, Tracy and him. I don't know. I had a good joke, but I can't think of it now. Just continue. Fuck. Stop saying fuck. I'm so mad, though. Because I, I said, coughed? No, because what I said was going to be funny and snarky and... and I love how in love with what you were going to say you are. (laughs) It was going to be a classic Mark Zinger. And all of you were going to fucking crack up at at it and and stop the tape so that you can laugh through it and then rewind it and play it again and be like, oh, my God, it was that funny. Yep. You're going to play it for all your friends. You're going to be like, listen to this tape. Listen how fucking funny this joke was. And now I forget it. Bummer. How will we go on? This was going to be the thing that got everyone in the world to listen to our tapes. <laughs> what were you talking about right beforehand? I'll bet you I can get it. He should be with somebody he, he truly cares about or whatever. That would make him again. happy. Yeah, you know what? My oh, friend... I remembered now. You know what's not going to be fair to Tracy? What? What's not going to be good for Tracy? There's a... Spot on the pile in the desert that has her name right on it. <laughs> for sure. He needs to break up with her, get her ready for the pile. I mean, it's it's got to happen. Do you think that she'll disappear, though, like the rest of them? I yes. Feel like, I feel like we'll still see her because, like... The only zombie that climbed her fucking way <laughs> out of that pit was Emily Valentine. She's the only one with the power to get out of that. What if she came back right now? I would love it. Yeah? She was the best. You'd rather be with her than Kelly? Yes. Mm. But they, what about Kelly? They, I don't give a fuck about Kelly. <laughs> they had... I don't like Kelly at all, really. They had... A lot of really good chemistry, I think, on screen. Emily yeah. Valentine and Brandon. Yeah, I agree. But she's weird. She is very weird. Why do you think that? Emily? Oh. Like, punk rock chick, like, drug chick. Like she was. She chick. was I, punk rock. She, she was light stuff on fire. She was drug chick. That Do you forget then she was moved to fucking Paris and uh, achieved <clears throat> my marine biologist dream, ah, uh, chick. And yeah. then she was on a visit from France or whatever to do a marine biology lecture, and maybe they had an affair. <laughs> I, she's she's cleaned up her act at this point. Yeah, I agree, but she's still just weird. I don't know. I don't think she's the right one. 
Mm, I disagree. I think she's the. I think she's the only right one for him. But I guess since he's going to graduate in like two weeks or something, like yeah, or two months. I'm not sure. <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> um, it makes sense that you know he can break up with her and she'll just disappear. She is going to disappear yeah, in she's the gonna, desert. She's going to kill herself. She's going to put herself on the pile. Oh my god! She's going to light herself on fire. Oh my god! <laughs> Let this light be a beacon for all, please. This is what happens to Brandon's exes. Speaking of Brandon, yeah, Kelly's going through some shit. Yeah, she is. Brandon's become a chair in her life. <laughs> she's so weird. She's like focused on like she's got to fix this broken chair because it's like the symbol of their broken relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like take this broken chair. <laughs> It's learn to say it again. It's it's weird. It's not like a real oh, life thing. Correct. It's like something you do for a show. It's something a dumb it was writer would come better up better writing. Then you know it wouldn't be quite as obvious. But it was specifically stated. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because Claire walks up and she's like, "Maybe you should let the chair go. Maybe Brandon's the chair." Right. Like, how stupid do you think your audience is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't like well, that at all. I mean. Hey, now. <laughs> Don't be mean. How smart are you, audience? I assume you're the people listening to this. Goodness. No, they have no faith in the intelligence of their, their watchers. So Kelly spends all this time fixing the chair, and then Steve comes over to get uh, Claire for the party. Yeah. And he sits in the what chair party? and breaks it. So there's a spring break <laughs> themed party at the After Dark. Is it? Yeah, there is. <clears throat> but wait, isn't it supposed to be to celebrate uh, that actor that Valerie is dating's movie or something? Yeah. Handsome, but, handsome McChin. So that's the thing. It's like, this is spring break, but nobody's doing anything spring break. Spring break! Like, they're. Let's celebrate an actor. <laughs> they're going to a party, and Brandon's in, you know, frickin' Hong Kong. It's. The classic uh, Beverly Hills spring break where you attend a actor hype party at your friend's local club like everyone in, in, in Beverly Hills does. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, yeah, he comes to get her and they're trying to get Kelly to go. She doesn't want to go, but he breaks her chair. So she's like, fine. He breaks her chair by sitting in it. Right. He doesn't, like, look at the chair and is like, this represents Brandon, <laughs> and puts it over his head and smashes it right. on the ground. He tries to sit in it like you would with a chair. So then at the party or whatever, some dude comes up to her, and what did he say? Like, don't I know you from somewhere? Yeah, he's like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> and she laughs at him, and she's like, you wish. No, she says, yeah, my nightmares Oh, is that what she or, or said? Like that, or your nightmares, or in your dreams, or something in your like dreams? That. Yeah, that's it. And she laughs. She goes, "Yeah, in your dreams." Fucking walks away from him. Yeah, she was mean. She was very, very mean. Yep. Yeah. And then she gets a little sexual lubricant in her. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Is there gravel in your throat? What the fuck? Why do you sound like a cement mixer when you're coughing? What is going on? <laughs> wow. Um, 
Sorry. <laughs> you look like a sentient tomato. Jesus. Stop making me laugh. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, sorry. Sorry. What sexual lubricant are you talking about? Alcohol. Oh, okay. Well, so I mean, she gets she... nice and tipsy, and she's like, hey, what's up, guy? And he's like, oh, I thought I was in a fucking nightmare or whatever. And she's like, I'm just joking. Come on. But she does that because Valerie says one thing to her, and it, like, pushes her over the edge because she's like, nice dress. And she's like, yeah, I got it in Hong Kong or something like that. And she and she's just like, ouch. She literally goes, ouch. Like, nobody <laughs> does that. Nobody does that about something said to them. If you're watching people interact, maybe you'd say that. Sure. I don't know. That bugged me. But then she, yeah, then she goes up to the guy and she's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> she turns into you. Exactly. Hey, what's up? <laughs> but he um, says, not much. It's been a good week here, Kelly. <laughs> but yeah, it's like all of a sudden she's all over this dude and everybody's like watching her and they're like, oh, she's so drunk. Oh, my gosh. It's oh, we're funny. so worried about Kelly. Right. It's funny. She starts doing cocaine. That's what they say. She's drunk. It's funny. Who says say. it's funny? No one says it's a joke. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know. I forget things. I miss things. I sleep. <laughs> so. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Was that your dating profile? <laughs> For fucking insomniac and Alzheimer's Anonymous. I forget things. I don't know things. I sleep. What a brag. It's fucking insomniacs are like, oh, okay. I see. I see how it is. Oh, my God. Got one over on me. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, Kelly- People are worried. Yeah. Well, Kelly is, like, climbing all over this guy. Uh, she loses her ring. Yeah, it falls out from her bosom. Yeah, like, why is she wearing that in this dress that is almost non-existent? <laughs> That's not a very good idea. No. She she likes... She wants the ring close to her heart and breasts. She's stupid. Um, yep. But she makes a big deal about, oh, my God, my ring, my ring, and then ah! so everybody's... Helping her find it, and so when they find it, like, they know. And I, I don't really understand how they know. I wouldn't uh, immediately be like, oh, that's the ring that you turned down a proposal to, like, Steve two knows, years ago. Steve knows what that ring looks like. Yeah, because that's something dudes pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the the ring my buddy was going to propose to his girl with or whatever. Yeah. No. I do. No. I doubt it. It was a, it was a three carat. <laughs> Shut up. Princess cut. <sighs> Ringed with star sapphires. I could pick it out of a fucking lineup. Sure. Guys know rings. But, uh, yeah, so Steve and Claire take her home because she is way too drunk. Oh, she's fucking wasted. And in the morning when she wakes up. Steve's there. That's kind of weird and creepy. The first thing I thought of was when she was like, oh, what are you doing here? Being like, yeah, well, you were kind of lonely, so Claire and I decided. 
let you join in or whatever. Like I was, ex- I was so expecting. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen, but that was the first thought in my mind because it was really creepy how he's just there in her room. Yeah, I mean, he is her ex boyfriend too. Like people forget that because it was a long time ago, but he is. Yeah, we forget nothing. <laughs> We're the elephants of nine hundred two one zero, right? Um, but yeah, so he's like, "Hey, uh, the ring. I know about it." She's like, oh, no, everybody knows. He's like, no, just me and Claire. And, you know, we're not gossips like you. And he says, uh, but I, he's like, just, just one thing I don't understand. How'd you get it? Yeah. So she explains it to him about how she goes back and bought the ring. And it's like, we don't need, it's like, <clears throat> did they feel like the audience needed to know that? Maybe. I mean, they obviously have no faith in us. So, yeah, so. but yeah, so we get the, uh, we get the idea. She went back and bought the ring. Um, the, and she's like, yeah, he's like, you gotta let Brandon go. Why is everybody telling her that? Because, because they, they all feel like he's moved on. Because he took uh, Tracy to Hong Kong. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess that that's what it would look like. But he obviously has not. Yeah, um, no, he's not moved on. No. He's moved out. And then Valerie, prior to uh, being a giant bitch to Kelly... Is dealing with her own shit. Valerie's storyline is very funny to me. So she, and she wears a really nice dress. She does wear a nice to dress. To this party. <laughs> um, so she's dating that actor. She's dating Handsome McChin. Handsome McChin. Handsome McCheekbones. Right, he has bony cheekbones. I don't like his cheekbones. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you would think he's very handsome. I do, but I, like, I think his cheekbones are probably his worst feature. Is he the most handsome man that's ever been on this show? No. Ooh. Do you think so? Do you have a crush on him? Because that's what it sounds like. Who's more handsome that's Um, been on the show? Both Brandon and Dylan. Oh, I think you're crazy. Really? I mean, Do you want to date this dude? No. Because you're getting your, like, What the fuck? Like, I don't You're getting your sultry voice on, too. Like, I think you're crazy. Because he's so hot. You know, if you're afraid of homosexuals, you can just say that. You don't have to. You don't have to sit here and try to like you know degrade me or anything. I am, I am perfectly secure in my masculinity to talk about the attractiveness or not attractiveness of guys. If you wanna, if you wanna try to disparage me, then go ahead, ma'am. Are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean? Tried to disparage you because I'm teasing you. Yeah, I don't you know. know I like girls, right? You remember that, right? Yes, that's why I couldn't go that way. Okay, I was thinking of ways I could respond to your teasing in a very serious way, but I couldn't go the other way of like the when you talk about girls, it's like, but it's like you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, to be fair, she likes girls and guys, by the way. Yeah. Both. She, we are both, together. Yes. She's my fiance. <laughs> I, she didn't hear the, the stop of the show. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, he is very good looking. Yeah. She's very good looking. And it's kind of like they had to find somebody like equally attractive to put her with. Oh, yeah. I guess I can kind of see that. See, I think what I was going to say before you started calling me gay is um, I think Dylan is close and maybe even more handsome than this guy. Brandon, I don't 
I don't. Hmm. I like I said, I think they're very different looking, but mm-hmm. they're both very handsome, Brandon and Dylan. Brandon's the one so like Brandon's one of those where it's like it's hard for me to tell he's anything other than average looking. Really? Yeah. And that's see, that happens when you're a heterosexual man. You can see certain guys, like I can see Brad Pitt and be like, <clears throat> Oh, of course, I see why women find this guy attractive. This guy's objectively very handsome. Right. Um but then there are some guys where it's like, hey, he just looks like a regular dude. And girls are like, no, he's super handsome. And it's like, okay, so it's that it's that makeup of face that women or gay guys find attractive that heterosexual guys don't. Hmm. It's like that part of the gene that I don't have. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I acknowledge that Brandon is super attractive to many women. But to me, he just looks like any regular guy on the street, uh-huh. essentially. So, <clears throat> Valerie's dating this dude. Yes, he is. And she, she is. And. Well, she also is. I don't know. <laughs> He's dating her. Right. They are dating each other. There you go. So, anyway. She took money from his agent to get him to do a movie that he wanted, and that was last episode. As discussed in last episode, a thing you forgot because you fell asleep. <laughs> But I did remember it and say it. But it comes back up in this episode because he's asking her now to get him to go to this party he doesn't want to go to. Yeah. Well, he's trying to... See, he's trying to be the boss of her. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, like, blackmail her back, the agent dude, where he's like, hey, you know what? You got money, so you got to listen to what I say. Like, I call the shots. And so she convinces him to go to the party. And he shows... The manager shows up in a limo with this fucking blonde model. Yeah. Like what the hell? This is Vanessa Paris or whatever. The most. This is uh, this is uh, uh, Geraldine Runway, whatever <laughs> her name is. Uh, and she's like, uh, "This is your date." And he's like, "I want to date. I want to go with Valerie to the thing." And he's like, "Look, she's an up and coming actress. It's gonna look good for you guys. It's gonna help your careers." So weird. And he looks at Valerie and he's like, "I'm sure Valerie." agrees and understands. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, it's okay, honey. You go ahead. I'll mm-hmm. see you there. Like, no woman in their right mind would respond like that. No, it's weird. But she's... So, we got to talk about this. She took the $10,000, and I'm thinking to myself, she's got a plan. She's got some kind of plan. Like, she's not just fu- fucking money-hungry person anymore get into whatever scam she can anymore. Her character's evolved beyond that. Right. But I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand Valerie's financial situation. I don't really understand her motivations. I don't know. Because they're at the party. They're at the after dark party. And she's like, the manager comes up and he's like, hey, you need to make him do this. She got rid of the girl. She got rid of the other actress. And he's like, look, I call the shots or whatever. And she's like, hey, you needed me to get him to do the movie. I did. You needed me to get him to come to this fucking party. I did. Yours, manager, you can take the 10%, but I call the shots. I have the vagina (laughs) and these breasts. I call the shots. (laughs) And he's like, whatever. So then uh, handsome cheekbones. 
um, goes up to him and is like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, hey, your fucking girl Valerie here, she's a snake. She took money from me to convince you to do this movie. And Valerie's like, oh, I took money, good sir, but the movie we will not do, of course. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I only did it to show you what a snake is. And she's like, all of a sudden she turns into John Lovitz from Saturday Night Live. Like, uh, <laughs> and um, the whatever, uh, so Handsome's like, uh, you're fired. And he leaves. And she's like, ha, we got rid of him. Uh, see what I showed you. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he walks away. Yeah, he just walks away from her. And she, and she, I thought that he'd just be done with her because that's what would make sense. Yes, that's what would make sense. She got caught being bad again, and he did not believe her lies. But instead, she shows up at his house the next day and says she's sorry, and he's just like, well, you're hot, so okay. And what, then, more than that? And then... He's like, why? He's like, she's like, I, I apologize. You know, I was only doing it to the... All she could think of in the 24 hours is like, I was just doing it to show you that like he was a bad guy and everything, he didn't have your best interest at heart, and I do. And he's like, uh, all right, why don't you be my manager? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, he went from being pissed off at her to nothing else happening to him all of a sudden doing a complete 180 the next day and being like, hey, we should have sex and you should be my manager. Yeah, and she's like, I don't like to mix business with pleasure, which, like, that's what you were already doing, you and, freak. Right, and he's like, you're all I've got. Because there are no other managers in Hollywood, I guess, that are willing to sign a young up-and-coming actor that just started a fucking movie that's coming out and has other movie projects on the horizon. Right. Nah, nobody else wants that job. But yeah, so they're they're together, and she's his manager now. Yeah, she's going to be his... his it's the one that's the mom, they call it momager. <laughs> but it's not that. It's whatever. I don't know. Um, horager? There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, that makes, that made no sense. Yeah. The whole thing, the writing on the show just gets worse and worse and worse. That's like, I mean, that is literally just like, oh, I'm hot so I can get away with anything. Right. Like what the fuck? It's like a superpower. And what, like, how does what she said made any, make any sense? Well, I just took the money to, to show you what a liar he is. But it why, doesn't. Why did you never tell me? Right. Why'd you cash the check? Why didn't you bring me the check and say, why didn't you say, yeah, sure, I'll take the check and take the check and then come to me the next day with the check and say, hey, look what your manager gave me to uh, to do this. Here's the evidence. Yeah, yeah that would have made sense. Like, that's, I mean, God damn, that's, I know her body's really nice, but God, <clears throat> she's got to be really talented, too. Well, and this dude's got to also be really stupid. I mean, I think that's that's being established here. Oh, right yeah. Now. And he's very handsome, too. It's not like he couldn't get another woman. Right? So, I mean, that's what's going on with them. And then I think the final story is Donna. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about this storyline. And her dad. I was ready to be like, let's go. Sorry. (laughs) There's more. Yeah. Donna and her dad. Donna and Mr. Stroke. Yeah. So, last episode, Dr. Martin had had. You almost called him Mr. Stroke. (laughs) Ah, I gotcha. <laughs> Dr. Martin had a stroke. Dr. Martin had a stroke. <laughs> Dr. Martin was a bloke. Shut up. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Um, um, and he's improving now. Yeah. So um, she's talking about, you know, how he's going to go home with home care. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently this has been discussed with the doctors. They say it's a really great option for him. Yeah. Her mom does not want him to come home. No. Because she doesn't want to take care of him. Her mom's like, you know what? These nails won't do themselves. It's just awful. So um, he has some short-term memory loss. And he can't use his left arm? Yes. And you know what's even worse? He has short-term memory loss. Isn't that what I said? Huh? Shut up. Um, Yeah, he can't use his... I think... Yeah, left arm, yeah. Can he walk? I'm not sure. I think he was in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair, and I think they were talking about um, having him, like, get a a lift or something like that, chairlift. I I believe David mentioned a chairlift. Um, Also, he's got short-term memory loss. Can't forget that. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) there's... um, a ton of stuff that they can do. Sure. They have money. They have lots of money. Yeah, they can so, hire people to for home and stuff like that, too. Like, she doesn't have to do... Like, it's so ridiculous because she doesn't have to do it all herself at all. Yeah, it's not like, you know, when normal people have this situation come up where yeah. the wife would actually have to take care of... Mm-hmm. I mean, she actually says to Donna, and I can't believe she says this. Like, mm-hmm. it's so selfish where she's like... Your life won't change. My life will change. I'll be the one that has to, you know, feed him and change him and wash him. Like that's your husband. Yeah. What, what the fuck? fuck? And the thing is, is like you can understand it sometimes if it's like something for the rest of someone's life. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 they're young and so you know someone gets you know disabled or whatever, and it's like now I got to do all this stuff for the next fifty years or whatever. I'm not saying leave them or anything like that. Every situation is, is individual. But that's not something you necessarily anticipate, right? Right. So I can understand if someone maybe had some misgivings. That's only human. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about the matter of maybe a year. Yeah. You know, some months of rehabilitation before the doctors say he's going to make a complete recovery. That's what Donna says. So it's like, we're not even talking, you know, for the long haul. We're right. talking about putting a modicum of effort in. I mean, this is this is the time to rack up the brownie points. Absolutely. <laughs> to do your best job taking she care of your husband. She cheated on him. Yeah. And he took her back. What the fuck? And she doesn't work. He, he brings home all the money. Yeah. Like, what does she even contribute to this relationship? <sighs> Bitchiness. Exactly. Yeah. So, and like we said, they can hire... Home health care people. I mean, there is one thing that the home health care people won't be able to help with, and that's the short-term memory loss. But. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but Donna and her mom have a heart-to-heart, and somehow Donna convinces her to let him come home. I'm really, I, I watched the conversation. I listened to the conversation, but I didn't understand how it happened. Do you have short-term memory loss? Maybe. Um. So... What it comes down to, I think the essence, the boiling it down to the essence of this, this, the, his wife, this woman, Donna. Is awful. She is awful. Elise, I think her name is or something like that. I don't know. She is just the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the actress is lovely in real life, but the character is the worst. Uh, but 
what it comes down to, what we're supposed to buy, is she's like, but what if I fail? What if I can't do this? What if I'm not good enough for whatever? And he doesn't make a recovery. That That's what it's supposed to be, is that she's worried that she's not going to be good enough to do this. But she's not going to be doing it anyway. The physical therapist will be doing no, it. No, I know. I know. It doesn't make any sense. But Donna's like, oh, mom. Mom, you've done this and you've done that. And you've been a great mom for this and a great mom for that. And she's like, you really think I can do it? And she's like, yeah. So stupid. But yeah, so Mr. Martin comes home. They trick out the whole house. Sounds like a fucking uh, <laughs> Frank Capra movie or something like that. Right? Mr. Martin comes home. <laughs> they get it all set up nice for him. They've got people hired to take care of him so his wife won't mm-hmm. actually have to do anything. Yeah, they've got uh, <clears throat> long shoehorns so he can put his shoes on. <laughs> all the stuff. Yeah. So that was that was the entirety of their storyline. Did you line. notice that at the end when David's there in the room and Donna's gotten everything set up and everything, uh, Mr. Martin comes into the Dr. Martin comes into the room. Doc Martin comes into, <laughs> comes into the room with his boots on and says, uh, he's like, he's like, oh, it looks great in here and stuff. He looks over at David when he notices David's there. He looks like he wants to kiss him or something. <laughs> it's fucking kind of weird. No, I did not notice like, that. If anybody's got a tape, like we have the tapes, you know, go back and look. At that moment that he gets wheeled into the room, he looks over at David. He looks fucking lovingly at him. Well, I mean, he did a lot of work. Maybe he's just looking at him gratefully. Well, and also he saved his life and stuff like that. Yeah. Presumably, my thought was when that look happened, oh, he's going to say something like, David, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And then it's going to be like a moment with the parents and stuff to where they're going to start to accept him and everything. But he doesn't say Thing. No, he he says thank you to Donna. He just stares at David and drools. And he's like, "Oh, thank you, Donna." Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, he might forget he's homosexual or heterosexual because right, short term memory, memory loss. Um, did you notice David's hair is different? Yeah, I don't like it. Like he darkened it or something. I don't like when they do anything with their hair. Just leave any it alone. Of the, any of the people on the show. Right? Like Stop she, messing with your hair. Donna's hair is getting darker. David's hair is getting darker. It's like... You know why Valerie's the best character? She never changes her hair. <laughs> right. Ah, but that is the episode, I think. I have some short-term memory loss, so I'm not sure. <laughs> it is. But... So you could write us at latefee1994awl.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com mm-hmm. and share the tapes with your friends. What do I say here? Short-term memory loss. See you next time. Bye. Bye.